Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Saturday morning, September 24th, 2022 episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host, out here in the Northern Desert of Arizona. Um, definitely nice, nice, comfortable weather this morning, first thing. Um, though, unfortunately, it's still going to try to get into the 90s today. Um, but 67 degrees to wake up to was not too bad. Um, sitting here with my nice, yummy cup of coffee. My uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company, Just Decaf. It's definitely yummy. Um, I would definitely, if you're interested in and that kind of stuff, if you like coffees and like to try, that's definitely a brand I would try. Um, I've only had the Just Decaf, but I would imagine the rest are pretty good as well. And I would love to try them. I just, I, my body can't take the deca- can't take the caffeine anymore. Um, blood pressure kind of skyrockets, at least right now. Maybe down the road it won't. I can try some of the others because some of their dark roasts I really want to try because I love dark roast coffee. But anyways, um, the podcast here this morning, um, our the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a podcast um, based on the public reading of the Word of God, as well as we read through some of the Puritan prayers and um, Charles Haddon Spurgeon's morning and evening devotional. We read the morning devotional for the uh, current day, whatever that appropriate day is. Um, the the whole purpose of that is both I, what I'm doing is sharing part of my morning routine and exposure to the Word of God and these prayers and such with you and spending that time with you. Um, it 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 I I know it helps to edify and equip myself and and prepare me for the day. And in most cases, I I, I have my stumbles and slips as well as everybody else does because we're all human. But, and I don't say that as excuse, it's just fact, but, but it does help me to focus more on the things above as opposed to the things on earth that it, it gets my head, um, not, not in an oblivious manner, but out of the worldly and focusing on the worldly, but it helps me to focus more on the godly, um, which is what we're called to do, what we are called to do saved or unsaved, the unsaved to prepare them for salvation and the saved to, uh, so that our walk of sanctification more and more resembles the walk of Christ. So it is my hope that it is doing that for you. It, 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 it is being that assistance to you. So let's go ahead and get started this morning. So as has become our regular practice here, uh, we do the re- read through Puritan prayers first. Uh, those Puritan prayers, um, I, I'll let you know. Oh, let me start out by this first. Sorry stumbling a little bit needed to maybe i need to give myself a bullet list of the first things i need to say each morning that might help so i don't ramble um but we do the puritan prayers in the morning i've found that the puritan prayers um, are very very helpful for getting my mind in that prayerful that prayerful mode um you know we are called 
to pray continuously. And this helps me to get in the right place. Um, and I will say, so the show notes for everything I'm going to read you this morning in the show notes are links to that. There are also links to get the hard copies of Valley of Vision, where these Puritan prayers come from, uh, of Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and to get hold of the Legacy Standard Bible. Full confession, I do not have a hard copy of the Legacy Standard Bible yet. Um, I have it on multiple um but both I'm reading to you from a, from a website that is set up so you can read it publicly, but I also have it in a number of different, um, Bible study, sermon preparation applications as well. Um, so for my own personal study, um, whether I'm online or not, but I would recommend the hard copy because who knows where this crazy world is going and having a hard copy is just safer. And right now my wife and I are trying to figure out which one we want to get. So um, definitely would recommend that. But so again, as is our practice, the first two prayers we read each morning are the same. Uh, they are resting on God in grace and trials. And like I said, they they tend to help me, even in the craziness of this world, to remember that God has ordained this, God is in control of it, and that I need to put my trust in him. Um, then we will read the prayer of the day, which will be the seventh day morning prayer. And then because it's Saturday and tomorrow is the Lord's day, we're going to read the Lord's Day Eve prayer as well. All right, so resting on God. O God, most high, most glorious, the thought of thine infinite serenity cheers me, for I am toiling and moiling, troubled and distressed. But thou art forever at perfect peace. Thy designs cause thee no fear or care of unfulfillment. They stand fast as the eternal hills. Thy power knows no bond, thy goodness no stint. Thou bringest order out of confusion, and my defeats are thy victories. The Lord God, omnipotent, reigneth. I come to thee as a sinner with cares and sorrows, to leave every concern entirely to thee, every sin calling for Christ's precious blood. Revive deep spirituality in my heart. Let me live near to the great shepherd. Hear his voice, know its tones, follow its calls. Keep me from deception by causing me to abide in the truth from harm by helping me to walk in the power of the Spirit. Give me intenser faith in the eternal verities, burning into me by experience the things I know. Let me never be ashamed of the truth of the gospel, that I may bear its reproach, vindicate it, see Jesus as its essence, know in it the power of the Spirit. Lord, help me, for I am often lukewarm and chill. Unbelief mars my confidence. Sin makes me forget thee. Let the weeds that grow in my soul be cut at their roots. Grant me to know that I truly live only when I live to thee, that all else is trifling. Thy presence alone can make me holy, devout, strong, and happy. Abide in me, gracious God. Now grace and trials. Father of mercies, hear me for Jesus' sake. I am sinful even in my closest walk with thee. It is of thy mercy I died not long ago. Thy grace has given me faith in the cross, by which thou hast reconciled thyself to me and me to thee, drawing me by thy great love, reckoning me as innocent in Christ, though guilty in myself. Giver of all graces, I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted, 
and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil ways, but without thy grace to sustain me, I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace, more of thy love. Thy Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust in thy promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee. For Jesus' sake, amen. All right, and now, like I said, this is the seventh day, so we're going to do seventh day morning's prayer. It's God's good pleasure. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth, and all beings are creatures of thy power. Thou art the father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thy providence governs our lives. But, O God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we die it, deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one, may we hearken to thee. The almighty instructor, teach us to live to thee. The light dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. Possess our minds with the, with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, and in the enjoyment of it, nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are, to recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility, for vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. Let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right, and now the extra one, the Lord's Day Eve prayer. God of the passing hour, another week has gone, and I have been preserved in my going out, in my coming in. Thine has been the vigilance that has turned threatened evils aside. Thine the supplies that have nourished me, Thine the comforts that have indulged me, Thine the relations and friends that have delighted me, Thine the means of grace which have edified me, Thine the book which amidst all my enjoyments has told me that this is not my rest, that in all successes one thing alone is needful, to love my Savior. Nothing can equal the number of thy mercies, but my imperfections and sins. These, O God, I will neither conceal nor palliate, but confess with a broken heart. In what condition would secret reviews of my life leave me, were it not for the assurance that with thee there is plenteous redemption, that thou art a forgiving God, that thou mayest be feared? While I hope for pardon through the blood of the cross, I pray to be clothed with humility, to be quickened in thy way, to be more vo devoted to thee, to keep the end of my life in view, to be cured of the folly of delay and indecision, to know how frail I am, to number my days, 
and apply my heart unto wisdom. Amen. All right. Let me take a sip of coffee here. All right. Now we're going to do our reading from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. This is the morning for September 24th. Again, I would recommend you um, getting hold. Well, one, you can use the links to get to the evening. Uh, same with um, the Valley of Vision prayers, the seventh day morning. You can find the seventh day evening prayer there online as well. Um, I would definitely recommend reading the evening prayers, the evening devotional there. It's definitely worth it. So morning, September 24th, the scripture for it is Ezra 8.22. For I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way, because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all, all them for good that seek him, but his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. A convoy on many accounts would have been desirable for the pilgrim band, but a holy shame, I'm sorry, but a holy shamefacedness would not allow Ezra to seek one. He feared lest the heathen king should think his professions of faith in God to be mere hypocrisy or imagine that the God of Israel was not able to preserve his own worshipers. He could not bring his mind to lean on an arm of flesh in a matter so evidently of the Lord, and therefore the caravan set out with no visible protection guarded by him who is the sword and shield of his people. It is to be feared that few believers feel the holy jealousy for God, even those, feel, I'm sorry, feel this holy jealousy for God, even those who in a measure walk by faith, occasionally, wow, sorry, even those who, are in a who in a measure walk by faith, occasionally mar the luster of their life by craving aid from man. It is a most blessed thing to have no props and no buttresses, but to stand upright on the rock of ages, upheld by the Lord alone. Would any believers seek state endowments for their church if they remembered that the Lord is dishonored by their asking Caesar's aid, as if the Lord could not supply the needs of his own cause? Should we run so hastily to friends and relations for assistance, if we remembered that the Lord is magnified by our implicit reliance upon his solitary arm. My soul, wait thou only upon God. But, says one, are not means to be used? Assuredly they are, but our fault seldom lies in their neglect. Far more frequently it springs out of foolishly believing in them instead of believing in God. Few run too far in neglecting the creature's arm. But very many sin greatly in making too much of it. Learn, dear reader, to glorify the Lord by leaving means untried, if by using them thou wouldst dishonor the name of the Lord. Amen. Um, another great one from Charles Spurgeon. And basically the point is, we have to depend on God. We've got to put our faith in God. If we're constantly running around looking for other means to bring us through trials and not trusting in God, that's sinful. That's sinful for us to do it. And I say that knowing that I've done that way more times than, I, than, than I'm comfortable, but make it even hard to swallow, honestly. Um, it, but again constantly looking for external aids and not trusting on God to take care of it. it. That is not the way the Christian should be. 
<clears throat> excuse me just a minute and now what that is what spurgeon is calling us to to trust more in god than less in the creature meaning man less than man's artifices to get us through these times I mean, this was ezra they were about to head to the promised land and believe it believe me it was not a safe road not in any way shape or form but he would not <clears throat> he would not dishonor god nor would he take a chance that by asking the king to provide guards that he would hurt that man's perception of god that's how we should be ezra was the example there for us all right so on to our bible reading this morning we're going to start first in second samuel 20. Ugh. now a vile fellow happened to be there whose name was sheba the son of bichri a benjamite and he blew the trumpet and said we have no portion in david nor do we have inheritance in the son of jesse every man to his tents o israel so all the men of israel went up from following david and followed sheba the son of bichri but the men of Judah clung to their king from the Jordan even to Jerusalem. Then David came to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten women, the concubines whom he had left to keep the house, and placed them under guard, and provided them with substance, uh, sustenance, but did not go into them. So they were shut up until the day of their death, living as widows. Then the king said to Amasa, Call out the men of Judah for me within three days, and you yourself stand here. So Amasa went to call out the men of Judah, but he delayed longer than the set time which he had appointed him. And David said to Abishai, Now Sheba, the son of Bichri, will do us more harm than Absalom. Take your Lord's servants and pursue him, lest he find for himself fortified cities and deliver himself from our sight. So Joab's men pursued him along with the Cherethites and the Pelethites and all the mighty men, and they went out from Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, the son of Bichri. They were at the large stone which is in Gibeon, and Amasa came to meet them. Now Joab was dressed in his military attire, and over it was a belt with a sword in its sheath fastened at his waist, and as he came out, it fell out. Then Joab said to Amasa, Is it well with you, my brother? And Joab took Amasa by the beard with his right hand to kiss him. But Amasa was not on guard against the sword which was in Joab's hand, so he struck him in the belly with it and poured out his inward parts on the ground and did not strike him again, and he died. Then Joab and Abishai his brother pursued Sheba the son of Bichri. Now there stood by him one of Joab's young men, and said, Whoever delights in Joab, and whoever is for David, let him follow Joab. But Amasa lay wallowing in his blood in the middle of the highway, and the man saw that all the people stood still. So he removed Amasa from the highway into the field, and threw a garment over him when he saw that everyone who came by him stood still as soon as he was removed from the highway all the men passed on after joab to pursue sheba the son of bichri now he went through all the tribes of israel to abel even beth Makkah, and all the barites and they were assembled and also came after him so they came and besieged him in abel beth Makkah, and they cast up a siege ramp against the city and it stood by the rampart and all the people who were with joab were wreaking destruction in order to cause the wall to fall. Then a wise woman called from the city, Here, here, please tell Joab, draw near that I may speak with you. So he drew near to her, and the woman said, 
Are you Joab? And he answered, I am. Then she said to him, Listen to the words of your maidservant. And he answered, I am listening. Then she spoke, saying, Formerly they used to speak in this way, saying, They will surely ask advice at Abel. And thus they ended the dispute. I am of those who are peaceable and faithful in Israel. You are seeking to put to death a city, even a mother in Israel. Why would you swallow up the inheritance of Yahweh? And Joab answered and said, Far be it, far, far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. Such is not the case. But a man from the hill country of Ephraim, Sheba the son of Bichri by name, has lifted up his hand against King David. Give him, give him over alone, and I will go from the city. And the woman said to Joab, Behold, his head will be thrown to you over the wall. Then the woman came to all the people in her wisdom, and they cut off the head of Sheba the son of Bichri, and threw it to Joab. So he blew the trumpet, and they were, were scattered from the city, each to his tent. Joab also returned to the king at Jerusalem. Now Joab was over the whole army of Israel, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites, and Adoram was over the forced labor, and Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud was the recorder, and Shiva was scribe, and Zadok and Abiathar were priests, and Ira the Jerite was also a priest to David. All right, Second Corinthians 13. This is the third time I am coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every matter shall be confirmed. I have previously said when present the second time, and though now absent, I say in advance to those who have sinned in the past and to all the rest as well, that if I come again, I will not spare anyone. Since you are seeking proof that Christ speaks in me, he is not weak towards you, but mighty in you. For indeed, he was crucified because of weakness, yet he lives because of the power of God. For we also are weak in him, yet we will live with him because of the power of God toward you. Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves, or do you not recognize about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail the test? But I hope that you will realize that we ourselves do not fail the test. Now we pray to God that you do no wrong, not that we ourselves may appear approved, but that you may do what is right, even though we may appear unapproved. For we can do nothing against the truth, but only for the truth. For we rejoice when we ourselves are weak, but you are strong. This we also pray for, that you be restored. For this reason I am writing these things while absent, so that when present I need not use severity, in accordance with the authority which the Lord gave me for building up and not for tearing down. Finally, brothers, rejoice, be restored, be comforted, be like-minded, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. All right, and Ezekiel 27. Take a cup, drink a coffee here real quick. Moreover, the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Now as for you, son of man, take up a lamentation over Tyre, and say to Tyre, who inhabits the entrance to the sea, a traitor of the peoples to many coastlands. Thus says Lord Yahweh, O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Your borders are in the heart of the seas. Your builders have perfected your beauty. 
They have made all your planks of fir trees from Sinir. They have taken a cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. Of oaks from Bashan they have made your oars. With ivory they have inlaid your deck of boxwood from the coastlands of Cyprus. Your sail was of fine, was of fine embroidered linen from Egypt, so that it became your standard. Your awning was blue and purple from the coastlands of, El- of Elisha. The inhabitants of Sidon and Arvad were your rowers. Your wise men, O Tyre, were aboard. They were your pilots. The elders of Gebal, or Gebal and her wise men were with you repairing your seams. All the ships of the sea and their sailors were with you in order to deal in your merchandise. Persia and Lud and Put were in your military force, your men of war. They hung shield and helmet in you. They set forth your majesty. The sons of Arvad and your military forces were on your walls all around, and the Gamadim were in your towers. They hung their small shields on your walls all around. They perfected your beauty. Tarshish was your customer because of the abundance of all kinds of wealth. With silver, iron, tin, and lead, they paid for your wares. Javan, Tubal, Meshech, they were your traders. With the lives of men and vessels of bronze, they paid for your merchandise. Those from Beth Togarma gave horses and war horses and mules for your wares. The sons of Dedan were your traders. Many coastlands were customers at your hand. Ivory tusks and ebony they brought as your payment. Aram was your customer because of the abundance of your goods. They paid for your wares with emeralds, purple, embroidered work, fine linen, coral, and rubies. Judah and the land of Israel, they were your traders. With the wheat of Mineth, cakes, honey, oil, and balm, they paid for your merchandise. Damascus was your customer because of the abundance of your goods, because of the abundance of all kinds of wealth, because of the wine of Hebon, Helbon, excuse me, and white wool. Also Vidan and Javan paid for your wares from Uzal. Wrought iron, cassia, and sweet cane were among your merchandise. Dedan traded with you and saddlecloths for riding. Arabia and all the princes of Kedar, they were customers at your hand for lambs, rams, and goats. For these they were your customers. The traders of Sheba and Ramah, they traded with you. They paid for your wares with the best of all kinds of spices and with all kinds of precious stones and gold. Haran, Kane, Eden, the traders of Sheba, Asher, and Chilmad traded with you. They traded with you in choice garments, in clothes of blue and embroidered work, and in carpets of many colors, and tightly wound cords, which were among your merchandise. The ships of Tarshish were the carriers for your merchandise, and you were filled and were very glorious in the heart of the sea. Your rowers have brought you into great waters. The east wind has broken you in the heart of the sea. Your wealth, your wares, your merchandise, your sailors and your pilots, your repairers of seams, your dealers in merchandise, and all your men who war who are in you. I'm sorry, and all your men of war who are in you, with all your assembly that is in your midst, will fall into the heart of the sea on the day of your downfall. At the sound of the cry of your pilots, the pasture lands will shake. All who handle the oar, the sailors and all the pilots of the sea, will come down from their ships. They will stand on the land, and they will make their voice heard over you and will cry bitterly. They will cast dust on their heads. They will wallow in ashes. Also, they will make themselves bald for you and gird themselves with sackcloth. 
and they will weep for you in bitterness of soil, soul, sorry, with bitter mourning. Moreover, in their wailing, they will take up a lamentation for you and lament over you. Who is like Tyre, like her who is silent in the midst of the sea? When your wares went out from the seas, you satisfied a great number of peoples. With the greatness of your wealth and your merchandise, you enriched the kings of the earth. Now that you are broken by the seas in the depths of the water, your merchandise and all your assembly have fallen in the midst of you. All the inhabitants of the coastlands are appalled at you, and their kings are horribly horrified. They are troubled in countenance. The merchants among the peoples hiss at you. You have become terrified, and you will cease to be forever. All right, now Psalm 75. We give thanks to you, O God, we give thanks, for your name is near. Men recount your wondrous deeds, for I select an appointed time. It is I who judge with equity. The earth and all who dwell in it melt. It is I who have firmly set its pillars. I said to the boastful, do not boast, and to the wicked, do not raise up the horn. Do not raise up your horn on high, nor speak with insolent pride. For one's rising up does not come from the east, nor from the west, and not from the desert. But God is the judge. He puts down one and raises up another. For a cup is in the hand of Yahweh, and the wine foams. It is full of his mixture, and he pours from this. Surely all the wicked of the earth must drain and drink down its dregs. But as for me, I will declare it forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob, and all the horns of the wicked I will cut off but the horns of the righteous will be raised up. And finally, Psalm 76. God is known in Judah. His name is great in Israel. So his tabernacle is in Salem. His dwelling place is in Zion. There he broke the flaming arrows, the shield and the sword and the battle. You are shining, majestic from the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted were plundered. They sank into sleep and none of the warriors could use his hands. At your rebuke, O God of excuse me, O God of Jacob, both chariot rider and horse slumbered into a deep sleep. But you, you are fearsome, and who can stand in your presence when once you are angry? You made your cause to be heard from heaven, and earth feared and was quiet. When God arose to judgment to save all the humble of the earth, I'm sorry, when God arose to judgment, to save all the humble of the earth. For the wrath of man shall praise you. With a remnant of wrath you will gird yourself. Make vows to Yahweh your God and pay them. Let all who are around him bring gifts to the fearsome one. He will cut off the spirit of princes. He is feared by the kings of the earth. Amen. All right, and that is our readings for the day. Um, I definitely pray that you will have a blessed day. Um, I wholeheartedly encourage you tonight, tomorrow, whenever they, they might have services, please go and attend services, worship services um, with a local body of believers. Um, I know it can be hard to find a solid one. Um, we had that same trouble, but we've been very, very fortunate um, to find a couple here in the area um, that are solid. Uh, again, there are, I've, I've, told you before, but I'm going to say again, um, Master Seminary has a finder, a church finder. It's actually a pastor finder. It's a, you're able to find Master Seminary graduates and where they're preaching. Um, that that would be a good resource. Also, Founders Ministry um, also 
has a church finder so you can find churches that are solid um and if they're part of the founders group they, they there's more likely there there's very solid probability that they are solid same with master seminary you you will get good solid preaching there um so please go find them i i know there are some that physically cannot attend a local body of believers and for those i pray and i understand but for the rest of us there is no excuse and, and like my my buddy gene said the other day on his podcast um made it very clear and i agree with him even if you have to drive an hour to get to church do it i know that's tough i i get it and especially with the price of gas but isn't your soul isn't your christian walk important enough to spend the gas on if you if your answer is no then i'd be concerned about your salvation if the answer is yes then make that make that choice okay and believe me i i get it my wife and i are having to we've always had to budget um we we have been leave, living our well within a few days it'll be 31 years budgeting constantly <laughs> like we've never been flush and you know what we're grateful for that we're honestly grateful grateful for that um it has made us more appreciative it it has honestly made us trust more in god and he has always provided um but but please attend with a local body of believers we definitely will be and we, i i would beg you i would pray that you would attend with a local body of believers this weekend um god willing we will be um i'm still going to try to get out podcast tomorrow morning i may actually I'll let you know up front. I may pre-record it tonight to make sure it gets out because I've got other stuff I need to do tomorrow morning before we go to church, including making bread. We don't buy bread anymore. Um, my wife has let me do the baking. I, I, I enjoy it. It's relaxing. Um, but I, I, I wanted to get some bread going. It's bread that takes a very long time to proof and everything. And so I wanna, wanted to set it up so I could set it up and get it baked tomorrow morning before we go to church. Um, because we don't buy. I mean, that way we know exactly what's in the bread. Um, we're having to, trying to do that kind of thing for our own health. Um, so I will, one way or another, God willing, I will have a podcast out tomorrow morning to keep us up to date with our Bible reading. Um, but again, please get out and worship. Please get out and worship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you're unsafe, please get out and worship. Please expose yourself to that. Please let that be used by the Holy Spirit to prepare you and shape you and get you ready for the regeneration, to get you ready for that effectual call to bring you to a saving faith in Christ. Please, please, I beg you to immerse yourself in that. Um, it, it, that is better than anything else going on in this world. And truly better than Sunday morning football, better than all the sports, better than all that stuff, better than the extra hours of sleep, honestly. So do it, please. Um, so let's go ahead and pray real quick. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much to be able to get together this morning and for me to be able to share this part of my morning routine with whoever might want to listen. I would imagine there aren't many, but those that do, I'm very grateful for. Absolutely. And Lord, obviously, I'm not doing this for my own honor or glory or any of that. It is all for yours, Lord. And Lord, I would pray that not only would this would this equip and edify myself, but it would equip and edify any of those that are listening and, and would truly bring conviction to those who aren't saved and would start driving them towards being ready 
for the work of the Holy Spirit. Because, Lord, most importantly, I would pray that any and all who listen would be brought to a saving faith in Christ, not for my glory, but for yours. And, dear Lord, I would pray that all would feel convicted and driven to attend local worship services tomorrow. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, go out and have a great day. And definitely do all that you do, whether you eat and drink or anything you do. And I forget the exact wording Paul uses, but do it for the glory of God. Have a great one. God bless.